With college football season fast approaching, wagering is such a big thing in the sport of college football, but how do you do it the right way and the safe way, especially with a lot of really nice Baylor lines in play? This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Baylor. I am Drake Toll alongside Matt Isbear from our Daily Bears. Every day, there are Bears every single day. And every he day is the hour of them thanking you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day and everything at our Daily Bears, your first look every day. Ah, yeah, uh, one of your first clicks. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I like that. Matt uh, is is a, I would say, a Baylor betting expert, someone that when it comes to sports wagering has really the keys to do it, the safest, the best, the easiest, the most fun ways that don't put you in a never-ending hole of despair like many of my other college fraternity roommates are currently dwelling upon. Matt, uh, to to keep it general too, for the folks that may not be experienced with bet online or wagering, what is it to, to bet college sports? Kind of those first keys. I, I think the first thing you have to understand, by the way, just I got I have literal goosebumps right now thinking about college football starting literal yeah. goosebumps. And, and because of that, I also understand that I will be able to have an increased interest in games that have nothing to do with Baylor, that have mm. nothing to do with the Big 12 and sports betting really unexpectedly to me has been. A large reason for that. The first thing you have to understand about sports betting in general is that this is for entertainment only. This is the same thing as going out to the movies and spending a hundred bucks on two tickets and some popcorn, maybe a drink, right? If you're going to throw a hundred bucks into your sports betting wallet, do not expect to get it back. Do not expect to make money on it. The best professional sports bettors in the world usually come around making uh, or winning 51, maybe 52% of their bets on a really good year. Those are the professionals who do this to make money and they only win slightly more than half of their bets. So just keep that in mind. Vegas does this not to predict games. Vegas will set lines in order to make money. That is their job is to take your money. So with all of that being understood, there are a lot of fun ways to approach the college football season um, and other sports as well, using some of the online tools that you have. Yeah. To me, it is, it adds a level you mentioned about other games. If I'm watching Stanford and Arizona playing football, it's probably not a good football game, but if I see a line in that game that I feel confident in playing then that brings a whole new life into watching that game, the games this weekend. There's not a lot in week zero that's truly going to be good football, but the fact that you have this at your disposal is what brings the game to life even more if you're not associated to it. And I love that you mentioned as well, it's entertainment. You're not going to get rich quick off of this unless you're in the far less than 0.1% of people that just hit that one bet. It's not going to be you. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be Matt Isbear. That's certainly something to understand at the forefront. And to me, it's number one, a pot. I know going into college football season this year, how much money I have set, say it's $100, say it's $500, where I will not spend more than this. If I lose $500 in college, college football sports betting, 
I will not bet again. That is the pot, period. Maybe it grows, maybe it shrinks over the course of the season. But step one for me is you've got to set that number somewhere. You nailed it. That is the most important thing to understand before getting into sports betting is have a limit. And for me, for the last three or four years, it literally has been $100. That's all I take into it. And that's, that's, that is my absolute limit. If I blow it by week three, which we have some strategies to avoid doing that, but if I do blow it by week three, guess what? I've, I've spent my money for that particular type of entertainment. Yeah. And to me, even do not so many people that I, that I'm around that are in sports wagering consistently feel as though, Oh, I put $10 or $15 on a bet. I should feel bad about that. Or, or if I win, it shouldn't be exciting. But again, it's, it's entertainment. This is not a, Bingo. I have to put $50 down on this bet for it to matter. I have to make $250. If you start playing, I did this first mistake eight-team, $10 parlays to win $1,000. It's just not going to happen. That's not the way to do this. So with that being said, Matt, what are the key strategies to at least have fun, be relatively profitable, and not be in that fun pit of despair over the course of this football season? I think it, it is this first one is not a rule that I always follow just because of the information that I end up having about my own team, Right. I would generally recommend not betting on games where Baylor's involved. There are so many people I know that completely ignore that advice and they're perfectly happy doing so. But for me, especially in a situation where it might be a loss plus the, plus the loss of the bet, if I'm betting on Baylor, um, it just, it makes it for a really bad day. Um, and then you, uh, you end up making some bad decisions after the fact. So that's another point of advice. Never try to make up losses by making more bets that you don't necessarily believe in, right? That's called chasing, and you do not want to chase bets. Hmm. Um, I, I Sorry, Drake. I, I got distracted because a, a great example of why I do love to bet on college football is I'm, I'm looking here at Bet Online, and I, I, I think you just talked about it in the last episode with the Verden guys about how Connecticut-Utah State is probably not a game that you're going to watch. Yeah. However, dot, 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 I am seeing an under of 59 and a half that looks very juicy. So I might throw on what we call a unit onto that game, right? So we talked about, um, uh, we talked about bringing in a, a, a specific wallet amount, and I typically split that wallet amount into units. Can vary based on person, based on wallet size, based on how aggressive you want to be. I want to make my money stretch as long as possible into the season. So sometimes I will split that into $5 units. Sometimes I'll split that into $10 units, right? Um, but let's say it's a $10 unit and I put that on the under for Utah State or the under for the, the, the actual game total of 59 and a half for that Utah State Connecticut game because I think Utah State's going to blow out Connecticut. I don't think Connecticut's going to score, but I also think I don't think Utah State's going to score 60. Yeah. So I I put it on that. And now I have a reason to at least have that game on in the background, right? I'm ingesting more college football, I'm learning. It it just ends up making for a much more enjoyable Saturday to me. Yeah, that's and that's where I set when it comes to to units. There is my my rule number two, once you've set that pot, do not see 
a three-team parlay where it's three heavy favorites. I'll go say Alabama, New Mexico State, and your Ohio State versus Akron. You start piling all these together. You got 10 teams, put $100 to win 10 is the worst thing in the world that you can do. So you go look at these games like Utah State, you pick them over UConn, and you think, I could parlay five of these together or put five different bets together, and I win a bunch of money. That's the best way to lose a bunch of money. Absolutely. In the same vein, if you see an underdog that you really love and you think, I'll put $100 on this team who's a big underdog, say they're plus 150, so 100 to win 150, then that to me, I always, I have a rule. I will never put a full unit. If it's $10, it's 40. If it's $50, a full unit on an underdog. Always temper that. You get too excited. You throw it there. It's the best way to lose money is putting big money on an underdog because you think you'll win big or putting even bigger money on a bunch of favorites because you think you'll win a little bit of safe money. And, And that leads into the concept of value, right? If you bet every single underdog, you're going to lose money, right? But, if you start looking, you know, some people go out and create their own um, mathematical yeah. calculations for, you know, how much they te- think each team is going to score. Uh, I'm more of a vibes guy, just kind of, you know, taking in as much information as I can and letting the subconscious do whatever it's going to do. Uh, but some people get very analytical about it. But Elliot, I got to say, he has, you know, a, a a lot of good information and it really approaches it in a way that's successful. And there's a lot of other people that do that too, but really just look for value. If you have to bet a thousand dollars to win 10 on Alabama, is it really worth to do that? Is it that much of a sure thing that Alabama is going to beat team X? Yeah, probably not. But if there is a decent chance that Ole Miss is going to go upset Alabama, and you you stand to gain quite a bit from that, and due to injury things or anything like that, it's a decent chance. That's where you start trying to understand where the targets are. So Matt, I know we've only gotten to the preliminaries of how to be a successful or not even profitable, just successful better. And yeah. success could mean, man, I'm really excited. I won one bet this week, but it was a big game, and it made me super intrigued for three hours. It was that movie yep. theater popcorn. It's success looks different for everyone, but I want to put it into the real world and look at games sure. this weekend, lines this weekend, and things you got coming up. But first, before we do that, Matt, I gotta tell the folks at home about Bet Online. Boy, howdy. Not a better time, better time to talk about Bet Online than right now. BetOnline.net is the place. It's where the game starts. All the lines, everything. We'll be using Bet Online throughout this show to talk about the lines of this week's college football games coming up on Saturday. We are right there. College football will be played Saturday. You wake up expecting football to be on your TV or on your computer because half the games are on stadium.com, but I will find them legally or illegally. Not sure if I can say that. I probably can't. I will find them. Bet Online has all those games, all the lines as well. So if you want to see Baylor and Albany coming up, they haven't dropped that one yet, but it'll be right there on Bet Online and everything this weekend as well as we look throughout the rest of the show. But Bet Online is where the game starts. If you need one place and a one-stop shop for sports wagering, it is Bet Online. Matt, college football is back this weekend. There are some games that I have circled as just the must-watches. Like, I'm glued to North Texas and UTEP at 8 p.m. on Saturday. Obviously, Nebraska and Northwestern is kind of a big marquee game for a lot of folks. When you look across the slate this Saturday, what do you see from a betting standpoint that you really like and examples of how you would put your funds on these ballgames? Sure. Um, The other thing that you have to mention, you don't have to bet your entire wallet every week 
mm-hmm. you don't see more than three games that you like to bet, if there's only one game that you want to bet, only bet one game. You, you don't have to go crazy with it. Uh, looking at the slate for Saturday, August 27th, you know, I mentioned that Connecticut, Utah State under Connecticut. Yeah. Is, is going to be better than they were last year, maybe, but not considerably. I like Utah State. I just don't know if Utah State is going to win more than by more than 27. Entirely likely. I just like the concept of Utah State winning somewhere between 25 and 35 and, Utah, and, and Connecticut scoring less than 10, right? I, I, I like that a lot better. The under 59 and a half, um, I, I really like that as well and the, and the values there too only minus 110 meaning you bet 110 dollars to win 100 yeah that utah state line too is at 27 and a half when i found it a couple of days ago you're seeing it on multiple different sites at 26 now so there are people that don't have as much confidence in utah state i can see why that's tempering the closer we get to college football and to me I, that that to me is just too risky in game one when you don't know what both these teams are going to throw out there that one's too risky but also it's game one you think the offenses will be clicking on all cylinders? No. And, and I take that into account at the under 59. What are the odds Wisconsin even pitches in 10 points to help out Utah State? They're not elite. So the under on that game looks great to me. I, I really like that one. I'm seeing North Texas UTEP as a pick And I believe I saw earlier this morning or at some time recently that North Texas is going to be missing somebody on offense. Um, so that being a pick and with the juice towards UTEP, I, I yeah. like UTEP there just, just to have a little extra interest in that game. I might throw a little something on UTEP, you know, Hawaii, <laughs> uh, Hawaii is a, a betting favorite just because you're able to still have a bet alive at 11 PM or 1130 PM at night here in God's time zone. Bingo. I don't understand how this line is set at eight. So Hawaii is expected to only cover eight points. Vanderbilt, you know, expected to uh, cover the eight point or win by eight points, right? Yeah. Vanderbilt's still an SEC team. I they still have a different caliber of athlete than Vanderbilt or than Hawaii. Hawaii does not play well at home, especially with their weird home stadium situation. So just knowing what I know about that, I feel relatively confident putting some money on Vanderbilt there, but the under 54 and a half for that game as well. Feel pretty good about that. If, if you're listening and you're new to sports wagering, it's something that you want to, to explore, get into again, remembering to do it responsibly and where it's legal these games like this one, what I personally like to do, you see a, a spread of minus eight, for Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt to win by eight points. You can buy half points here. You dog. What I would do, I would go in and I would buy a point and a half. That's a lot. It's a bigger risk, but you, or is it less of a risk? However you want to weigh that out. It's less of a risk. Right. You buy that half point. Less of a reward too. Exactly. Less of a risk, less reward, but you're at six and a half points. What are the odds Vandy wins by eight? A lot worse than them winning by seven points and clearing it right there. If they win by seven, then you're in the clear. If you buy a point and a half, Matt, what is your strategy with that? You big hook guy. Ah, I am. I'm more okay with pushing than I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, But I also am 
some part of my brain is is risk averse, right? Which mm-hmm. is probably not the best thing to be in sports betting for. But again, entertainment, right? There is no risk since I'm paying for entertainment. In this in this situation, what I might do is I might say, huh, that Vanderbilt cover and that UTIP pick them. What if I just bought myself a little extra room? I'm really confident in both of them. You can do something what's called a teaser, which means you combine these two games, the results of both of them into one, right? So both both bets have to hit, but you buy yourself a couple points uh, for each bet, right? So UTEP might, in this case, be um, only needing to lose by three, and Vanderbilt can win by five, and your bet wins. You'll win less than you would, um, you know, making those bets individually, but Hey, uh, that's a teaser. And teasers are one of those things that not always the smartest thing to do. But again, I'm not here to always be the smartest person. So, yeah, as I look across the rest of the slate this weekend, the big thing that stands out to me, Wyoming, Illinois, a game at Illinois, everybody gives the Big Ten crap for being the no offense conference. And for the most part, that applies. If you ever see Illinois and Wisconsin on a Saturday with the over under at 60, it's the easiest under you've ever hit in your entire life. It's stuff like that you got to watch out for. Vegas usually blinks somewhere in some game where they just don't get it close. If you can find that one with great confidence, especially in the in the lower division one ranks when you get down into your mountain west conference teams that less people have less money on that goes a long way and this week i I think one they're missing on wyoming illinois over under 44 i'm gonna go over 44 in that one i think illinois with brett bielema they maybe they don't win that game even i i wouldn't be shocked if wyoming's able to go out and pull off something big at the same time, I think these two teams combined for over 44 points. I love the UConn-Utah State under in that one. Another thing that I'm looking at, UTEP money line. You call it there against North Texas at home. Nevada on the road at New Mexico State. It's a Wolfpack squad that was really good last year. They're minus nine against New Mexico State. This is less Nevada being good, more New Mexico State just being a very bad football team. So at minus nine, I like the odds there. And then Hawaii and Vanderbilt, I'm with you. I bought it down a point, so from... Minus eight to minus seven, and I, I, I've got it. I like your Vanderbilt here, although weird things happen on island. That's what I hear. Weird things happen on island. Well, give me Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's been in Hawaii for two weeks, getting adjusted to uh, the climate. That's money. Um, or or maybe just not being in Tennessee. I don't know. Hmm. Not being in bustling Nashville, which I drove through recently, and it was not very fun. Uh, Matt, I, I like it. We have covered the bases for those that do know or don't know sports betting so far with how to wager and wager effectively. So I, I think we've checked off the majority of the preliminary boxes. There, are so, We could talk for an hour and a half about how to do it and how to Easy. do it well. But for those that have been doing it or those that are new to it, that's really what I'm looking at in week one. Matt, was there anything else you wanted to add from week one before we get into Baylor and the outlook for them in the Big 12 this season? I I, I think, um, you know, there's still time to get your season wins over unders in. And that can be fun if you put that on a team that you're not invested in and you're not really putting a ton of money into it. I would caution people because... If, if you're really confident in a team or you really are interested in fading a particular team, a.k.a. betting against them, I would almost suggest doing that on a week to week basis rather than giving a whole bunch of your money over to the sports book. Even though we love bet online, I'm saying give that money to them on a weekly basis rather than having your money tied up in this one bet for the entire season. 
Um, when you could just kind of, if you're confident in them, you know, week after week after week, just bet that money line or, or bet it against the spread or find a different way to apply that on a weekly basis. That'd be my last piece of information. Um, we're going to, you know, because sports betting is so much more popular now and, and legal in a lot more spaces than it used to be. Um, we're, we're going to try to get kind of a betting primer up on our daily bears here in the next couple of days before Saturday hits. But no, I'm just, I'm just excited for another, another year of football and another year of sports betting. It's right here in front of us, and I know you've talked about the long terms and trying to avoid the long terms, but there is, there can be profit in finding the teams sure. that, again, Vegas blinks on because there are certain squads that just don't pay. It's all one big guessing game with the total over-under wins in a, in a football season, and for Baylor, it's over-under seven and a half. Matt, before I ask you your opinion on the over-under seven and a half, I want to make note. It is Baylor over seven and a half. The odds on that are minus 150. So if you bet $100, you're going to return $75. Most of these over-unders have much better odds. What that tells me is that Vegas has Baylor over seven and a half wins at minus 150, and they're not that confident in it. They believe Baylor has decent odds to make it over that seven and a half game clip because it's at minus 150. Do you see value in that with Baylor? I'd like to restructure what you said. Just make it less confusing, Matt. That that's just a common misconception about the the motivations of Vegas, right? Vegas truly does not care how many games Baylor wins this year, because if they are doing their job right, they are adjusting that line to entice people to bet evenly on both sides of that line, yeah. so that when they take a little piece of each unsuccessful bet or successful bet they end up making money either way. So it's not really a motivation of they they think Baylor is going to do a certain way or a certain team is going to have a certain outcome. It's more of balancing the money that they have coming in. So you're you're not wagering your knowledge against Vegas's knowledge because you don't have the knowledge that Vegas does. Right. Now, that being said, even with the value quote unquote not really being there with the over seven and a half wins being minus 150, meaning you would win less money than your original bet, right? If you win that bet, I still like it. If I gun to my head, if I had to bet on a season over under, it's one of the more blatant ones out there. I really think injuries not taken into consideration, which I, I, I personally don't, I don't like forecasting injuries, right? I don't the floor of this Baylor team, the absolute floor, I think really is seven, but there would have to be some pretty incredibly odd things that happen in a season where Baylor only wins seven games. I love the over. I love the over. I, I, I do too. And I want to emphasize again, just because if you really, if you're out there, you're thinking, man, I love that so much to be profitable. I want to put and an amount of money on it that is way beyond what I'm willing to spend. If I want to double my pot to be able to put money on this and profit, don't do it. This is something that you can throw a, a unit on if you'd like to and just monitor it throughout the season. And it's it's exciting. It's an exciting thing to do because you have the idea week after week that you could be, with every win, increasing your odds of hitting that bet. But with every loss, that $500 you threw on that gets more and more daunting and you start to realize I can't take that back now. And I'm eight weeks into an anxiety attack because Bingo. I spent that. And I think everybody has, has made that mistake at one point or another. So it's, it's again, so crucial to emphasize 
You don't want to be that person because you can't take that money back in week 10 when you realize this is not going to hit. Exactly. Exactly. Very well said. More on uh, teams across college football and over-unders. There is a very popular thing that people love to do when it comes to your Kansases, your Dukes, your Vanderbilts, any of the bad teams. Most of them are at an over-under of two wins, three wins, somewhere in that range. I myself, Matt, get very frequently caught in the trap of going and finding the teams with super low totals, it, just analyzing the crap out of their schedule for weeks, and then firing something, whether it's over or under, it, which seems to be, if you do it right, a, a profitable way to do it. But the problem is everybody's doing it. So there seems to be this this little more inkling of just because you think Kansas, there's no way Kansas won't win three games doesn't mean it's going to happen. I I think it, it all kind of depends on your worldview, right? I'm I'm here to feel happy feelings. I like focusing on the good teams. I don't often try to fade the bad ones. And since I'm not always doing the the season long over unders, eh, you just have to find what works for you, Drake. And if that works for you, you need to continue with it. I'm not here to to take your path and change it. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to help other people find their paths. A mm. couple of the other ones uh, from the Big Twelve. So well, that was very Socratic right there, almost like a play. Ah, that's been, what they call me. You've been reading a lot more recently. Uh, not really. No. Yeah. Just book after, but tweet after tweet after tweet. Tweets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had a lot of time like, while I was suspended. Yeah. Like the top eight steps to a better life. And it's a thread and it's, exactly. it just sucks. Yeah. Those are going viral now. Um, the last couple that I had on here, it, it's, it's so neat to go to. And I know they're one of our sponsors, so we'd love to give them plug, but in general, going to bet online, you can see where, where the money is. So when I reference Vegas too, I'll say, I'm not necessarily referencing the odds makers, but more so the money, where's the money going? And you'll look at a team like Oklahoma over under nine and a half wins. The under nine and a half wins is at minus 125 odds. The over nine and a half wins at minus 105. So again, the money is teetering toward Oklahoma being in the under nine and a half wins category. Just fun stuff to look at. And Oklahoma State over eight and a half or under eight and a half. They're all kind of teams from across the Big 12 where you can go and find that info. And even if you're not someone who's into sports wagering and you sat to this show thinking, well, none of this is applicable. These are just fun to look at. Yeah, absolutely. It, it kind of gives you a sense of what the public thinks about a certain situation or a certain team or a certain matchup, because Vegas will pretty rapidly change those lines to reflect where the money is coming in. So if a line starts at 10, you, you know, a team is favored by 10, and then all of a sudden that team is favored by nine, that means a lot of people are betting that down, right? Yeah. So the, the money is coming in on the team that is not favored, and they're trying to balance out how that money's coming in. So enticing people to bet on that team that is favored and, and even out the money. That makes me think this is my last point too. any week where a team's really good player gets injured. Do not immediately sprint to bet on that team because so many times it just doesn't work that way. You'll see a team's favored by 14. They lose their starting left guard. They're favored by 12. Now that doesn't mean as much as you think it does the majority of the time. Well, also because Vegas probably already knows that before you found out. Mm. And so that line has already taken that into account um, in a way that in, in a much more intelligent and uh, consequential way than you can. Right. You can't gauge that the way Vegas can. So 
be careful. You know, you, you have the lines that will come out on Sunday afternoon or Monday afternoon, yeah. Monday morning sometimes. That's really where you can find the most value. By Friday, you're not going to find a ton of lines that are incorrect, right? Th those lines will have been bet and bet and bet over and over and over again, and they will have standardized to about right where you don't want them to be, right? Where it's a hard decision on either side. Uh, so if you're looking to find value where those lines might be quote unquote incorrect, look at Monday, <laughs> like Monday ish, find out when the lines come out for the book you're using. And that's when you should bet it. Well, Matt, I want to thank you for coming on locked on Baylor today. Uh, as always, it's been a couple of times now with the ODB locked on Baylor thing. It's just like it's a, just a big, happy family. I love it. It, it really great. is. It is a, what is it? It's a P in the B is what it is. It's a party. It's a party in the backfield, a P in the B. That's my, uh, <laughs> My 2022. <laughs> that was a we need to embroider that on a pillow. We do, and yeah, I'm sure my wife will love that. It was a Cam Stewartism. He said a party in the backfield. Siaki Ika, and I was like, yeah, no, a P in the B, and that is it. 2022. It's how I. It's how I'm going to define Baylor's football season, good or bad. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta it love is. it. Matt, uh, the folks out there that want to find more of your stuff and even more on wagering and sports betting, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter at Matt is bear, a very specific life choice to follow me. I'm just giving you a heads up. Not good, not bad, but it will be not boring. Um, and then, uh, our daily bears, of course, great collection of people that are much smarter and funnier and more organized than I am, uh, putting out a lot of great content there. And then, uh, Evan, a bear and myself, um, we have a lot of pent up chaos inside mm -hmm. of us. And so we, Usually like to let that go over at uh, betweentwobears.com. And you can actually get to that website. Uh, I believe it is bearsonlyfans.com. <laughs> that is just not even a strategic name. It's the auto generator. You just, you went in, wanted a, a URL and boop. Well, hey, we, we decided we might want to make our own NIL collective one day. So that's what we started. Well, I will not be the first one to sign up. Um, that is layers to that one. Uh, Matt, thanks again for the folks who are listening at home. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow. John Garcia Jr. of Sports Illustrated joins the show as we talk all things week one in college football and or week zero in college football. I can't even count that. I'm a journalism major. And Baylor recruiting. This has been, always will be. Thanks again, Matt. Is been locked on Baylor.